Hello, and welcome to Moral High Ground. Today's topic is pretty much about how it feels to deal with people that are irrational. Now, this topic is a little, I don't know, debatable, I guess, because you can never tell sometimes if the irrationalness, let's just say the nature of the person that's irrational, is actually sound like makes sense pretty much or if it's just illogical completely like it holds no merit to whatever the situation is or if it's just uh, you know just some random delusion of that person that's just flipping out you know some people just get a thought in their head and they just start going off about something and it's not right so I mean People get really emotional. Some people got real hard, strong feelings, and it's hard to deal with them. And I believe that they're irrational because no one hears them on a daily basis, or they spend too much time to themselves with negative thoughts going on, though not positive. So they sit there with these negative thoughts, and they're letting their mind eat away at them, their guilt, or their, you know sick desires or whatever it may be and when they interact with somebody based off of whatever they feel emotionally for that person it comes out irrational when they're, when they're talking because the other person might not uh, have those same feelings may not feel that way at all about the person or whatever it could be love it could be friendship it could be just uh, a basic friendship you know it might not even be that strong of a friendship but the other person sees it as that strong and so when something happens, they think irrationally and illogically, and they're like, why did you do this? And da, 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 they're arguing and cussing, you know. And most people that are irrational, they, they take joy, believe it or not, even though it might not seem like it, you know, but they take real joy out of arguing with people, screaming, hollering, going off about stuff that makes no sense at all, only to them, though. And... I learned that, learned over the years that when someone's irrational and they're doing all this, it's best to stay away from them. Not just that, it's best to stay away from them, it's best to see the signs when they're coming. You can tell when someone's personality is about to shift into some nonsense and stuff. And this is, develops from being around a lot of people who think irrationally. And believe it or not, there's too many people that think that way nowadays. In this current time period, there's so many people that don't make sense as illogical, irrational, and somewhat just ridiculous. I mean, the points of views people have, and I'm not going to state deep directly in it. A lot of you got, I believe, my viewers should have a lot of common sense and a lot of knowledge to be able to understand that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to sit there and point out the fact that, you know, the oddness that's going out in the world is not logical okay? the knowledge the points of views of people are completely irrational nowadays so with that little bit of you know thinking you have to think that people are out here making these choices and decisions based off of irrational thoughts and I think that a, lot of, a lot of that goes with the territory of making law too is law 
in some cases is irrational. It makes no sense. There's this book a while back I read. Uh, I'm trying not to say a while back or back in the day. I listened to one of these uh, podcasts of mine. I'm thinking, damn, I keep saying back in the day. And it's pissing me off. <laughs> it was making me bad. I can see how it makes you guys bad. So try not to say that. But anyway, there's this book, a law book. And it talks about old laws in practically every state that is still on the books, that hasn't been abolished or anything. They're still there, and you can still go to jail for them, but no one does because they're so old, and they have made laws on top of laws that actually counteract the law, but they never get rid of those laws. So, in this book, they talk about stuff, and it kind of makes you think, it's like this place in Massachusetts. These are the ones I remember that kind of tripped me out, because I'm thinking, why is that a law? And why is that still there, you know? There's this place in Massachusetts or one of the places in the East Coast. And uh, they have a law that's still on the books to this day that says it's illegal for witches to fly at night. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Why is that there? The reason why I brought that up is there was somebody, I was watching a certain YouTube uh, group of people, uh, MRX or whatever it's called, MXR. Uh, little Asian dude, Henry and his little girlfriend, Jenny or whatever, and they had this episode where this guy filmed this broom floating in the middle of the air, and he looked out the car, and he's like, oh shit, there's a broom floating, and so it was real, so it made me think wherever he was, this is where that law was passed, and witchcraft is probably still active, but in more of a low-key type of setting, or maybe not, maybe there's a hidden society. My point being, though, if a person of this day and age was to put that law in the books, he would say, that doesn't make any sense. That's illogical or irrational, but it's there. It's there for everyone to see. There's one here in Oregon where there was a law where you can't bathe outside naked. Uh, you, go, you get arrested if you bathe outside naked or something of that nature. It's been a very long time since I read this book. But the thing that's irrational about it or makes no sense is because, well, hell. We all got bathrooms, we all got showers and tubs and stuff, or, or somewhere where there is a shower and tub and stuff, so it made no sense. So, I'm thinking, why would you do that? That's, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you'd be illegal to be naked to take a shower. And that's that's weird, you know? So, anyway, it's still there in the books. It hasn't went anywhere, you know? And it's irrational thinking. So, with that being said, that means most law is irrational. Most things have to be analyzed a little bit better, I think. I think they need to process the laws of every state every two, maybe to four years. Like they do the president, hey, new president, new change. You know what I'm saying? Let's change the laws to where, you know, they make it every four years. So every time a new president comes about, the laws get restructured, reanalyzed, and put into debate you know, and changed, you know, and not just one law, but all laws within that state, if they're not working, if the law is not working, and no one's getting criminal activity behind it, or it's not benefiting the people that the law has been put there, then the law needs to be reprocessed, rechanged, and ultimately stripped from the books, and so that's a rational way of thinking to me. Instead of just sitting there, putting the law there, having it float over people's head, and they end up going to jail for it, they don't remember how that law was there, how is that law there, that makes no sense, you know, I mean, there's other laws I can go on about, the one that comes personal to me, but I'm not getting into that, I'm talking about irrational uh, people.
and rational thinking. Uh, most of the time, people that are really irrational, and it's hard to say it is women, because they get something stuck in their mind or, or something they want to do, and they just get re really irrational with thoughts and thinking and telling people. And logically, it's just a simple way of doing this. Let's get to the basis, let's talk about it, let's get it over with, let's move on. But if women don't think like that, it's more of a guy type of thinking. You know, it's the same thing with, with doing the plan, executing the plan, mission complete. You know, so when it comes to love, I believe women are very irrational or any kind of friendship when they want somebody to get close to them, they're irrational. They think the most craziest, craziest scenarios and most demented stuff. And it's just, it's just very freaking heartbreaking if you have feelings for someone that's very emotional like this. And women can be very emotional and it's just tough to, I mean, that means your time, if you got a person that's, if you got a woman that's emotional all the time, it's very tough to stay in a committed relationship with her because all your time is focused on trying to make this person calm down, think logically, be happy, and ultimately if they're talking about something negative all the time or something that always happened like this all the time, then that person will never be happy, never truly happy. It's a false bliss and it's something to make them feel comfortable for the time being. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't make a man feel comfortable because we want peace and relaxation. So when a woman is doing all that, it's just telling a guy like, I don't know how long she's going to keep this up. And the guy's staying there with her because, you know, he's thinking, okay, eventually she'll stop all this. And, you know, we can get back together, everything's calm. And we can relax. I can get her over this. You know, kind of like when women sit there, go, I'm going to change you. And they want to change a guy to fit their narrative. It's the same thing with a woman. You know, when they're irrational, a guy's thinking, okay, you know, I'll give her some good loving or whatever. And she won't think like that. And we can be cool. But no, it's not. And the reason why I'm bringing this up with the women part is because, you know, there's always this talk, you know, there's tons of guys on YouTube and everywhere talking about how women are, but they don't talk about the ones that are uh, emotionally unstable or whatnot. But the thing about it is they're overlooked over the other women and they would automatically be with a guy because they're looking for that person to, to lean on, you know, have a shoulder to cry on. But the problem is you cry too much and you talk too much about these negative things that only bring a person down. Misery likes company. So that's the problem. When someone's miserable, they're always trying to keep you around. They always want to be in your face. They're trying to drag you down with their drama. And it's not good. And it's mostly the people that are irrational all do this. You know, it's, you know, it's all about reality and your concept on reality. And how do you see the world and how does the world feel to you? So if you feel any of these type of things, then you're already set apart from everybody else. But to be set apart in a negative way, it's ultimately destructive. And, and I just simply believe that when it comes to a man and a woman, a woman's irrational. If she can find a way to find peace and you can make her happy the majority of the time, then you're able to calm that beast down and maybe to work out. But in some cases, with a woman that's irrational, it's very hard to calm her down. It's 
ultimately disasting trying to change your way of thinking and it becomes a burden on you because it starts to affect you after a while and the thing is when I hear women go on about all this negative stuff and all these different things all I could think of is the guy that was with her before or the guys that have been with her and yeah, I think this woman is going to be alone if she's this miserable and this negative. So, you got to think, what made this guy leave? And the cold part is sometime, majority of the time, when I talk to women like this, your guys are in jail or have been put in jail, you know? And the thing about it is that they drove these guys to these prisons, these jails, and they put hands on the guy or whatever. Or they ultimately made a guy so frustrated that he slapped her to try to shut her up. Whatever, you know. And it's just like, it's just like a setup in a way. You know, you're setting this guy up for failure. You, you, you want somebody to have a shoulder cross, someone to have your back. But at the same time, you ultimately hate this guy for whatever reason. And so you find a way to, to destroy it something because it's getting too good for you it's getting too happy for you to have someone that you want to love that show your feelings and you're so used to hate and negativity <clears throat> hate and negativity that you try to influence a way to get that back and so to do so they ultimately try to destroy the relationship that will actually change them for the better in a good way and then they let all the negative in. And in some cases, they'll drive a guy to go be with another woman because the other woman's calm. She cooks you dinner. She wants to watch the movie with you. And she's actually happy and having joy to have you around. So the other woman becomes the, the main woman. And the woman that nags and complains becomes a, the side woman he goes to, like, you know, just check in on, make sure she didn't get the, the, the ultimate wrong, you know, like trying to kill herself, because those are suicidal thoughts, you know, you gotta take every thought when it comes to your personal life that's negative, and you gotta look at it as a suicidal thought, because if you think about it, when it comes to these serial killers, these uh, child molesters, these, these uh, uh, terrorists, stuff like that, they always talk about negative stuff that happened in their past, oh, this serial killer, he, he watched his dad kill a, a lamb or something and started thinking about decapitating people and, you know, or they go, oh, this, this child molester guy, he was raped by his uncle and his dad on a fishing trip and he couldn't take it out of his mind, so now he rapes and kills little boys, you know, weird shit, you know, they talk about it all over the place in movies and things and especially the news and God knows how, you know, those shows like, uh, I want to say the next 48 and stuff like that. It is really morbid and demented. And this is another warning sign. I said this before. Women will watch these shows where they do these things. And ultimately, it's their whole routine. They won't go nowhere. They're watching, you know, Dateline. They're watching, like I said, next 48. They're watching all this morbid stuff where people are dying and kids are getting killed and molested and shit. And then their whole attitude is negative like that they don't watch like shows where people win money or you know 
superhero type shit or someone fighting crime, whatever. Well, I mean, they watch the fighting crime crap, but it's always like Law and Order or CSSI or whatever the fuck it's called or NCCTI. I can't, I can't even say it right. But yeah, I mean, if it ain't that, it's something like Jerry Springer or Maury Povich or something like that. Back in the day, I used to watch Jerry Springer because there was always some kind of action going on and be funny, you know. And the thing that was really funny, you know, which is which I guess there's no need for Jerry Springer really nowadays because back then, someone would go on Jerry Springer and then they come out and say, oh, this person's gay or this person's a transsexual. Now everybody's trying to be some weird shit. And so it's not that shocking. So ultimately, it's not that interesting. But the fights back before, they I mean, they changed a lot from when it was originally on. Originally on, they really did fight. You see these fights going on and, you know, security and audience and all this crap. But then later on, it just became more of a show. And they weren't really fighting. They were stupid. And they were just talking. But girls will watch this stuff. Like, Maury Povich because it's who's the father type of stuff. You know? And then... I used to, I never, I used to switch between that and, uh, and, uh, the price is right. And then in the price is right, I would uh, notice that, you know, they'd be like, he's closest without going over or some crap, you know? <laughs> and I used to hear that all the time. And then I watched Maury Povich and they'd be like, by 99.9%, you are the father. But in my head, I'd mix the two up after a while. <laughs> and it'd be like, by 99.9%, you're closest without going over. <laughs> So anyway, my whole purpose at this point is these shows, they, they have such a negative narrative because they're ultimately saying, these talk shows are ultimately saying that you can't be with somebody without having to, you know, not trust everything they do pretty much. You got to spy on them. You got to, you know, have a sick thought in your mind that they might be doing this and they might be doing that, which ultimately destroys relationships and the person seeing this every day. You gotta think that they're not really, uh, they don't really have hope. They don't really have a desire to, to let something grow and develop into something great. No, they want to try to label a person in a relationship. And that's what girls do. They have a knack of labeling people in a relationship. You know, being before it begins good, you know. They'll say, oh, he's a good guy. He's a bad guy. He's been hurt. You know, they don't want to sit there and go, oh, I kind of like this guy. Let me get to know him better. Or maybe I don't want to, you know, something like that, you know, so by doing that, they're automatically just setting themselves up for failure if it's a, you know, a good relationship because they've been sitting there devoting their time to something that has a negative and wicked nature all involved, you know, so it is something that a woman that is irrational will take to the fucking bank, okay, she will sit there and flip out and say, hey, you're like this and that, and da -da -da -da. anything that's based off of a show, so you have to be like, huh, and, and you know, just trip out, like, what's, what are you talking about, and most people, when they're irrational, they don't really hear themselves talking, and if they did, on a level, a person that's truly unaware of what the hell they're flipping out about, they would sit there and go, oh, that person's funny, they have to laugh at themselves, if they wouldn't, they'd probably go cry, so, that's something that's crazy, you know. And then most guys, you know, there's guys that get frustrated, had enough. They're just tired of the bullshit, tired of arguing, tired of fighting, fighting to get money, fighting to survive. And people come at them with all this stuff, and you start flipping out about it. And when it comes to a guy, we're flipping out about everything that's bothering us at one time. So, I just let it all out. 
you know, with all the cards on the table. And sometimes it can be, it seems like a rational thought or a rational behavior, but in all reality, it's the most ultimate form of venting when a guy just starts going off and whatever. And it's known most of the time as a panic attack. You know, girls are, you can say a panic attack, but really that's just irrational outburst. You know, a guy, like, I remember this guy not too long ago I was working with, and they were working us to the bone. I'm telling you, we had no personal time to ourselves, or when people had the personal time, they weren't living for themselves because they always talked about work. Me, I feel like I work, I'm doing Shelby stuff. I'm doing what makes me happy. I'm seeing people, talking to people that I can socialize with that enjoy my company. So I didn't really have this problem this guy had, but this guy went in this big rant because I had like made it, I was laughing about something. Most of my laughing behavior isn't controllable. I know it sounds stupid, but there's a reason why I hate that Joker movie because they try to make the illness like, I don't know, I didn't want to get into that, but yeah, I got that problem. But it's not accurate in the movie, it's just being real. So anyway, um, this guy flips out and he starts going off about, my, my daughter doesn't uh, my daughter doesn't think I love her. My, my wife is mad. I can't spend time with my new kid. I'm a fucking fucking loser. And this is happening. And that's happening. And he's going off. And some of the stuff he's saying is this really rational thought. You know, we're talking about how he's a slave. And, and this and that, which is understandable with the way this job was treating people. And he started going off about the job. And then he goes back to his life and back and forth. But the thing, all the stuff he's frustrated with, with certain bills and certain things he got to spend money on, it, any dude can understand. You know, any dude can understand this. But I think the bad part about it is it happened when he got pushed to the limit of frustration, fatigue, and aggravation that led him to this big rent, this big football. And so ultimately, the thing for that guy is to find a way to calm down. Me being me, usually I crack a joke to calm people down and change the atmosphere, try to relate to them on my level. I turned his frustration around and, and, and by talking about my frustrations and making it seem more dire than his. And the guy's like, whoa, I can't believe that. <laughs> and everything turned around. But I always find a way to break the ice and find a way to calm people down. But when I become irrational, it's a whole different thing. And then most of the time, people are just laughing because the way I talk. You know, people say I talk funny, so I'll say some word that you ain't heard in a long time, like dingleberry, in the middle of me flipping out and everything. What the hell? So, just my whole thing is this if you're seeing a person who comes to a woman and she's always sad or whatever, and this stuff, feed her with a, a silver spoon, keep your distance, but have a good ear and a good heart. And, and maybe by talking to her, you're going to ease her down. If not, just, like I said, keep it with a silver spoon. Keep your distance, but, you know, be there when they need you. But don't be there too much. Because, like I said, it can become vindictive. And uh, when it comes to a guy, take your frustrations that are more dire and put it in a situation and try to calm them down by making them realize that your shit ain't as bad as this guy's shit. You know, make that guy say, hey, I thought I was bad, but you got a bad buddy. <laughs> you know, and you know, these irrational people 
the harder doing, the best they're doing, walk away, get your space, stay away from them, especially when, if you've been doing good things by them. You know, they're going to realize that they're going to fool themselves and eventually going to lean back on you. The one group of people who had a very rational drug addicts, and I highly believe that as soon as they show their true colors to you, and they're a drug addict, you know, you know they're a drug addict, or, you know, they, they recovery, whatever it may be. You know, get your distance, separate yourself, and stay away. Let them realize, hey, I, I, messed, up, I, I messed up my family member who was looking out for me when no one would, you know, and make them hurt, cry, or go to a rehab place talking about it so bad. So, do these things to try to not just encourage the people, but bring them some understanding that their actions are flawed and is actually uh, damaging you mentally, you know? And with that being said, this was my mental, I mean, ah, <laughs> this is moral high ground. <laughs> and I'm Shelby Lee Giles. Peace be with you all and blessings upon you always. Farewell.